all conversations and information exchanged during What If Nothing's Wrong podcast with Heidi Haddad, LCSW, are intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment, therapy, or psychotherapeutic advice or guidance. The information on these podcasts is supplemental and not meant to interfere with the therapeutic work between you and your professional therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist. Please understand that Heidi Haddad does not maintain the role of your psychotherapist, but rather offers an educated, professional perspective from that of a licensed clinical social worker. When your anxiety is crippling and you're stuck inside your head, find your joy, find your joy. When your man won't touch you, but you want to have a baby, find your joy, find your joy. When you're walking down the street and you get punched in the face, find your joy, find your joy. When you want to fire a bazooka at your neighbor's barking dog, find your joy, find your joy. Find your joy, find your joy. Hi. Hello. Nelsie. Hello, Heidi. How are you? Welcome to What If Nothing's Wrong. The podcast that asks the question, what if nothing's wrong? How are you doing, Heidi? I didn't know which way to go. I was thinking of two two things I wanted to tell you. One is uh, some something I've learned of late, which might be very obvious to everybody else in the world. But when you're invited to multiple birthday parties on a particular weekend, it's okay to accept just one invitation. And say no to everything else. When you say a bunch of birthdays, you're talking about birthday parties for Leon's friends? Kids, uh-huh. kids, yes. It's not like seven of your friends all decided to invite you for the week to a party. That might have been a different story and maybe more appealing. <laughs> I don't, yes, maybe that would have been better. But in this case, I went from a Dave and Buster's Ooh. on a Saturday morning in Times Ooh. Square to, ah, you know, just like crazy noise, noise, noise and noise, energy noise, noise, coming noise, noise. at you. Yeah. I mean, like, heinous pop music slamming you in the face and it's just a backdrop but just aggressively not backdropping and plus video game noise and i just neon and flashing things and bright colors and but no natural light lots of fried food and then leaving there running home to walk a dog that i'm taking care of who we've seen before and having to actually eat something in order to prepare for the next party to eat something a little healthier than the, for yeah, the next and party chicken and wings just and whatever give myself some energy yeah. and um then my son has to go to the bathroom and we're just like in rush mode and then we get in the car around the time that the other party is going to start which is an hour away oh my by the way where do you have to go and where are you going we're going to a trampoline park in howard beach can i just and say I wanna... can i just no. say go no okay. i mean it just is I could have said no. The mother said, it's fine. Do what you need to do. And I just want to, I really wanted to show up for her. It was really, I was showing up for mom. Mm-hmm. That was my mm-hmm. intention. Mm-hmm. I And Leon wanted to go to the party, but I could, you know, that wasn't, that was, was both. You could have navigated that. Maybe. I don't, it was all of it, but I was also thinking trampoline park. That could be fun because the last time I'd been at some sort of trampoline park, it wasn't like what this was. Mm -hmm. This was insanity. This was Dave and Buster's on steroids. That's what this was. Oh my God. Dave and Buster's on steroids. Dave and Buster's also was first thing in the morning when it just opened and it was at four o'clock. And by the time we got there, five o'clock on a Saturday night, it was 
nuts. I mean, talk about this. And then you have all these people jumping, 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 <laughs> jumping, jumping, you know, and, and jumping this way and jumping that way. It's just a... And it's it's this huge indoor place with like multiple, multiple trampolines. Yes. Little trampolines, big trampolines. Why? You know, and no, there's no organization. It's just you enter the space, you walk up the platform and it's all hell and breaks loose. Everybody's jumping. There are different areas where they have, they have a pit where you could do a ninja climb thing. They have another area where they usually have basketball games, but they don't have the basketball games due to COVID. I don't know what that is, but everyone's just jumping and sliding and jumping and sliding. There's this, so Leon goes and meets up with a bunch of his kids. He's wanting me to jump, but it was, I barely had it in me to get him his socks and sign a waiver for his life, let alone me. <laughs> yes, Although sign I kind of wish and- <laughs> I had, because it would have been more fun. At least I would have maybe gotten some jumping energy out, but needless to say, got him done. Just, I'm standing there talking to another parent He's standing with a bunch of his friends. They're all jumping. And I see this big kid jumping and doing turn um, flips. flips. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, I see him near the little kids. And I think the little kids are smart enough to not get in the way of this big giant flipping flipper. monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. The big flipper, Apparently, they call so him. I turn, so I'm not watching for a second. I turn away. But I'm standing right there. I turn away. And I'm talking to this other parent about, I went to Dave & Buster's this morning. What am I doing here kind of conversation? <laughs> and I can't believe it. And I'm ready. I just want him to hold me. And <laughs> Wait, you want this parent <laughs> to hold you? <laughs> I just want him to hold me because this can has been just, a rough day so far. So you just lean into this guy that you barely know just, and say, just hold me. Can you just put just your say, arms around just me and let me things just in my hold ear. me? Just hold me. <laughs> just need to be held and all of a sudden leon standing in front of me gasping for breath and (gasps) mr flipper mr flipper flipped on him and leon's saying i couldn't breathe i couldn't breathe and i was you know and i said oh i'm so sorry that must have been so scary he's like it wasn't scary it really hurts my chest hurts i can barely breathe now and he's just he looks shocked and and he's not even fully crying. He does like he doesn't know what to make of it, but he doesn't feel good. And yeah. I, the guy slammed on him. And then he knocked he when he fell on him, Leon knocked his head on the oh. middle area, which is harder. And I was in the panic mode, not panic mode. I was in the like, should we just leave? This was a mistake. Let's just get mm. back in the car and go home. Yeah, you're tired. It was a long day. Dave and Buster's was enough energy suck for the day. We don't need this. And he's like, no. The place was crazy. It was the place was insanity. It's not surprising that somebody got hurt. Yeah, yeah, and that they I, have you think f- sign a waiver. <laughs> and they make a sign a waiver, and then and Leon, where were you? And I go, what could I have done? Well, when I got hurt, where were you? And I'm like, I couldn't have stopped. I mean, other than and I said, why were you? Blame, let me blame you back, buddy. Why were you hanging out with this big kid? Just kidding. I didn't say that. He just said, I was trying to get around him and then he pounced on me. Oh no. So then he goes into another pit somewhere else and he's playing with, I mean, there's just, it was just chaos. Even the ninja thing. I said, do you want to try the balance beam, which goes into the big, big square mushy balls? Right, right, right. Like the the mush pit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And foam pit. So he tries that. Yeah. He tries it and he's a little nervous and, but there's a line of people kind of pushing him quickly oh through it oh my so god so he abandoned ship and i was like let's get out of here and then he goes into another area where his friends are playing but they're kind of wrestling and so then he gets hurt 
getting in a wrestling situation, which is not his style. He's not much of a wrestler. And eh, he's crying about that. And I'm just thinking, what am I doing besides torturing us both? Uh, uh, Yeah, an hour drive to torture. Yeah. You know what I'm so glad about? That we were an hour late. Besides the fact that I think I could have missed the whole thing, but I'm glad we were an hour late because it wasn't too long after that moment where they're like, red team, get off. It's your time is up because they only get a certain amount of time right, to be out right, there. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. bracelets. And I was yeah. like, thank you, Jesus. So <laughs> thank we you, left trampoline there, go- gods. <laughs> yes. We went into the room to have pizza and cake and cha-cha-cha. And um, I am my wall. I am at, I know, I'm at my wall. I'm at my wall. We finally get back in the car. I'm so glad to be done. We get in the car. We leave, we're driving back, and we're in traffic, of course, in this hour and Saturday night. And then, then I realize as we're getting closer, because Leon's in the back, going, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. And I'm just like, oh, you're going to sleep. And I'm like, what about a bath? All right, fine, no bath. And then I realize we got to walk the dog. We have to get back and God, walk that dog. Walk and I'm just like, this is why we don't have a dog. <laughs> and so, meanwhile, this dog has peed and pooped all over the house that day no. because this is nobody's been in the house. So oh I went back, God, walked, and poor left. Mabel. And the dog, I mean, poor Mabel, right? So we get back. Leon stays in the lobby. I take the dog for a walk who barely does anything. Fast forward to get Leon to bed. Then the next morning, Leon wanted to have brunch with the parents. We go have brunch. Then we have to, and I was planning to give Mabel back to my parents, which is where Mabel came from. And then I re- realized that actually I just might, that Mabel, they would have had to carry this crate up this. I just, oh, it was right. a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too much. So I was like, I'll keep the dog. It's fine. I'll keep the dog for a couple more days. Then we had another party at one o'clock, which was not a Dave and Buster's. It was just a room. And here's the thing. It was just a a big like a maker room, maker time room where they had place things that you could build. Yeah, right, right, right. Printer. Like different crafts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. So the concept of it was cool, but there were tons of kids in there and and it was just chaos. And it was a party that you could drop your kid off at if you wanted mm-hmm. to, and the parents didn't have to stay. So some parents did that. My son was not having that at all. I tried mm-hmm. that. Another mm-hmm. parent was like, I can get coffee. And I was like, that sounds great. I'm going to go with, and he's like, no, you're not. And I said, I'm going to be right here. I'll see you when you get back. And be right so, here. I'll see you when he's 18. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good seeing you. Yeah. Enjoy that. Maybe. coffee. Could you bring me a coffee? Cause I'm trapped. Help me. If it's not too much. If it's not too much. Help Maybe me. a snack later. <laughs> So I go and I sit. I don't even feel like talking to the parents. Again, my wall has been met. I'm my nose to nose with the wall. I go back and I'm sitting in an area where there's nobody. And I'm very happily sitting there quietly. I'm quiet. It's not quiet. All of a sudden, of course, like hordes of them come over to where I'm sitting. Hordes of seven-year-olds. Hordes of (laughs) seven-year-olds. And it's a party for seven-year-olds and four and a half. It was a birthday and a for one and the sibling half birthday. Mm. So... Because you don't kids. want the sibling to feel left out. I, I, I'm not touching it. So, <laughs> so there are a bunch of kids. There are a couple of kids that are whose parents left, and they're going nuts. They're just jumping on things, jumping on furniture, and acting, behaving in a way. Yeah, they're jumping on things, and it's not I, a trampoline place. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I'm, I, in my opinion, it's not appropriate behavior. It is not the way that I would like my child to act. I realized in that moment or I'm talking to other parents who came to my area and now I I couldn't avoid them any longer and I'm talking <laughs> to parents and I said 
And I said, I don't understand what happens here because all of us are watching these kids thinking, well, what's what's happening here with the they're throwing things, books are getting ripped. I mean, things just it's kind of reckless. And it's not no, okay. It's nobody's really in not charge? okay behavior. So that's what I was saying. I said, when you drop your correct me if I'm wrong, but when you drop your kid off at a party, the assumption is that the parents of the party, the hosts of the party, are responsible. They're saying, I've got your yeah, kid. Yeah, I've got you. I'll yeah. be watching everything. Yeah. These parents were not watching. They were off do- talking to the parents, posting the party in a different way, not being, you know, watchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to the other parents, I said, this is. I go, this isn't new, good news. This is good information for me. So if ever I want, um, if ever Leon allows me to drop him somewhere that I know who's- Who's in charge? Um, my, are they actually yeah, in and charge? and I'm mindful about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's a, yeah. you know, I'll be very specific about who, which parents those are. And more likely the parents that I would trust to do it that I know how they would do are the yeah. ones I'd probably hang out, I'd stay and hang out it's, with. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, so I don't, but anyway, I was watching that and just, I finally- couldn't help myself at one point and yelled at the kids and just said, I was like, Hey, that's, you can't be running, but be the people that work there too. were saying nothing. So I'm saying to the parents, it's not mine to deal with. I'm not getting involved, but it just felt, uh, uh yeah. And one kid was literally walking down a path of little mini chairs, kicking them over one after the other, kicking one after the other. And I'm oh. watching going, I don't, yeah, I would have definitely, yeah. Anyone? Hello. Hello. I don't, yeah. It's just, I don't. Yeah. I, don't I, I am the mother that would yeah. go, guys, guys, this is not okay. This is not, who are the parents? Guys, you got it. You got to pay attention. That would have been me. And then I it's just part of me that thinks like, oh, I'm part of the community and let me be the parent. Then I feel annoyed at the parents that left their kids who generally are more wild quote unquote, than other kids. Well, my kid would just sit in a place and do his thing. He's not a kid that would be jumping all over. Yeah. Not yeah. because I think my kid's so special, but that's just not that's his just energy. That's just not his style. And, yeah. Right? And some of these kids are those like, woohoo! And they're wrestling and they're throwing and they're going a little batty. You need to stay <laughs> at that party. B-A-T-T-Y, not B-A-D-D-Y. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you need They're to stay li- at that party for those kids. If you know that that's what your child is like, you need to stay. Yeah. I but think. then on the other hand, if you know that's what your child is like, you're like, you like, want to leave. Yeah. Good luck. I got to go. And yeah. And you're just so like, this is drop off. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> go, Damien. Do your thing. <laughs> okay. I've got one more story that relates to dogs and children all at the same time. Okay. Okay. Let me just say one one thing before you move on in the in the whole in the whole birthday party realm. When I grew up, if you had a birthday party, kids came to your house and you had cake. Maybe you did pin the tail on the donkey. Maybe you played musical chairs. Maybe you know. Maybe you played tag and you got like a little goodie bag that had like Smarties and you know. Like... In my day, we didn't have any of these things. No. But We'd be just... lucky if we got to play with a quarter or a piece of paper. Exactly. And we walked to school uphill in both directions. But it just is now, it's so big. Every birthday is so big. And then it just, it seems a little crazy to me. Even though I know it's, I, even though I know it's normal now, it's not, I don't think it's just a New York thing. I think, you know, it's just big party seven years old let's get let's get a hot air balloon and see if the mayor can come and maybe get a key to the city just to me it's 
And I did it. I did it for my kids. I mean, you know, the thing is with New York City versus you living in California, growing up in California, is that you don't, we don't have backyards. You don't have backyards. Yeah. And so you can't fit all these kids in your apartment in a way that isn't going to be a complete catastrophe. Yeah. And when I've thought, I would, I like the idea of having a house party. And then you, everybody can come. You don't care if everybody brings their siblings. You're not doing a head count. You just, you're having yeah. a party for these kids and that's it. And you come with your partners, your other kids, who cares? And, and it's fun and everybody's relaxed. Nobody's got the space for that. Yeah. So you have to go to a place and rent it out. And if you have a winter birthday yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. You, then even more so because you can't just have it in the park. I did it. Raina had a paintball. He had paintball one year. Malcolm had like Chelsea Piers, which is similar and to that. And that was it. And that was it. Each one of them had one year and then no. done no more birthdays. But those were those were sort of the big ones. But then, yeah. But I'm just saying that it, life has changed and what a birthday looks like has gotten bigger and bigger, it feels like to me. I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to remember what I did when I was a kid growing up in New York City. Where did we have our I mean, we had nobody had winter birthdays. So there was more I think we just had smaller parties and also I think we didn't we didn't have the the quote unquote rules where you had to invite the whole class and Right. That's true. That's smaller. true. That's a whole new that's a whole thing, right? Because you don't want anybody right. to feel left out. Right. Right. So if you invite more than a quarter then everybody has to come. Right. You can invite like three or four kids. And then other than that, everybody. It's either three yeah. or four and everybody. All right. So you so you had a very wild weekend, but it's not, there's actually, there's more to come. You've been to three birthday parties and. I know this is a, just a random story. Okay. Random story. About Mabel or being with Mabel. So because we had Mabel, we'd go to the dog park. And this one day, was one morning, we're at the dog park and we see these dogs, three dogs playing playing with each other, and they're medium sized dogs, mm -hmm. like a visual, maybe like a, a some kind of doodle, and then other kinds. I don't know breeds enough, but they're all medium sized dogs mm -hmm. jumping on each other, playing and running around, and just having a grand old time. Let's just say the mother. I have no idea the mother of the owner. It's a human, right? <laughs> I don't know you people. But these are my children. I don't know. Fine. The, the woman says to the doodle type looking dog, come on, Lucy, let's go. And Lucy doesn't acknowledge her because Lucy's playing. And she says, come on, Lucy, let's go. Lucy continues to play. Lucy, I said, let's go. <laughs> Lucy, of course, is not listening because Lucy's playing with the other dogs. And, and Lucy's also, a dog. Lucy's a dog. So, but I. Lucy does not turn and say, Give me five minutes. Yeah. Which is, that. first of all, that encapsulates it because it's as if, I mean, I personally have had that conversation with my own son many times where, he, please, can I have more time? Obviously, the dog can't. The dog's not acknowledging. and But this woman is engaging with the dog exactly like as if the dog is a, a human. young child. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I, Leanne and I are just standing there full on unabashedly watching the show. <laughs> and so is Mabel, by the way. Mabel's sitting next, right. standing Mabel's next going, to us. Watch this. Watch this. It's going to be good. <laughs> so she says, so Lucy keeps running around away from her. And, Lucy, I'm serious. I want to leave. It's time to go. Running, Lucy's running, Lucy's running. <laughs> it's like, oh, and Lu Lucy doesn't stop mid-jump and go, oh, I didn't realize you were serious. Listen, guys, she's getting mad. I got to go. <laughs> 
was so I think my mouth might have been hanging open. So then she says, so Lucy, like, uh, not like Lucy runs by her and she, the woman a little bit leans down to say, Lucy, did you hear me? And goes to, but Lucy keeps running. Doesn't even pay her any mind. Lucy, I am going to leave. I'm leaving Lucy. One more time. Lucy runs by in play and the woman Meanwhile, I just want to say for the record, she has a leash. Yeah. I mean, go and put your dog on the leash if you want to leave. But what is the story? What is the, where's the hesitation here? But instead, she's got the leash around her neck or she's holding it in her hands. I don't know. And she, and she, again, she just Lucy cannot goes by believe she, that Lucy is being so rebellious. It's like selfish, selfish, selfish. thoughtless, I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. thoughtless, inconsiderate. So finally, she says, she will wait there a minute or two and then say, okay, seriously, Lucy, bye, Lucy. Bye. I'm leaving. Bye. And she and she's doing the whole body movement. Is everybody watching now? Because she's making like a scene now. Yes. I don't. I think some of these people are probably like that's acceptable behavior. This is all normal. I don't know. And her whole body. She's moving towards the gate. Now it's one of those the dog parks where you go through one gate, then there's like a waiting area and then you go to the next one. I don't know if all dog parks are like that. Maybe they are. Most in New York are. Yeah. Okay, so she goes through, so she turns to touch the first, Lucy, bye, bye, Lucy, bye, and she, Lucy, Lucy I'm at one kidding. point stops, so Lucy at one point stops and looks over at her from across the way and is like, huh? Eh. And then, and then keeps running. Goes. And then she goes, so the woman goes through the first gate and she's like, bye, Lucy, bye, I'm really leaving, bye. <laughs> She goes through the second gate. She's now on the sidewalk outside of the dog park going, bye. What I'm going, what is Lucy going to do now? What exactly? How is Lucy going to get to you and open the gate herself? How is Lucy going to open the fence? And because she said, so Lucy comes over to the fence or the gate door and stands there for a second. And she's going, bye, Lucy. And I'm standing there thinking to myself and kind of mumbling to Leon going, yeah, open the door yeah. and get her out. Yeah. But instead, she's just going, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Lucy, nobody opens the gate for Lucy. So Lucy runs off and continues playing because the dogs run by her. And she's like, what? Oh, it's still closed. The, the, the bye. And so she, <laughs> so she goes to play. And then again, there she is, bye, 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 on the other two fences away. And so Lucy comes back. Again, stands at the door. And again, the woman isn't coming in to get her. She's still standing out there like, I'm really leaving now. I'm like, how do you want her to get across the fence? <laughs> you want that to happen. So some other woman is Once says, again, this is when I would have stepped in and I would have, I would have grabbed Lucy and I would have said, sweetheart, hand me the leash because I, I got her now. I wouldn't have been able to stay out of it because I'm just a nosy Nelly. I wouldn't have been able to. And I was just doing this. <laughs> mouth agape staring at the like this whole situation and a little bit thinking do you have children is this what it's going to be like with children? you're going to be oh outside the, the party yeah out in the yeah. parking I'm lot leaving. going bye yeah. <laughs> and your kid can't even hear you nor can they Madison, even open the door I'm to leaving. get out bye right exactly exactly <laughs> So what did the other, you said someone in the park came over. So someone else came over and opened the door and she's, I'll get her for you. And then the woman like kind of snapped out of it as if she realized like, oh, right. You know, yeah, great. Can you grab my dog? What? It was insane. Wow. It was insane. Yeah. Anyway, that's, but was my, those are my two stories. What do you got? (laughs) 
Two. I think we we got ten. I think we got more than two stories. We got at least three. We got Dave and Buster's. We got trampolines, and we got. Um, that was all one nightmare of a weekend. <laughs> You would think when you hear like birthday parties, trampoline park, and dog run, that it would be a fun weekend, but no. Too much. Too much. Too Too much. much. Too much. Well, I will say that- Bye! (laughs) (laughs) When I'm at the dog run, I am in the opposite of hers because- because my Callie's a little unpredictable. So Callie, I keep her leash on her and I'm watching her. And if a new dog comes in, I'm looking at her and I'm like, you know- so I am the uh, I'm a helicopter parent when it comes to to uh, when it comes to a little precious Callie. So uh, you know I think it might be time for AMAs, Miss, because that your your check in was was epic in in only a wonderful way. I mean my I'm looking at finding my joys and it, they're kind of boring. So uh, I made soup like you know that's so sad that that's my joy. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't judge the joy. Don't judge, Don't the, judge joy. the joy. Don't judge the joy. Yeah. 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 Whatever brings you joy is doesn't matter. I have to say. But, Cutting you know, your toenails brings you joy. Oh, you know. I, I, that's on my list. That's on my list. <laughs> is really. it? That's amazing. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> Finding... All right. Oh, sorry. So, no, I think that's it. I, I, I did some writing. I went to Lowe's and tried to buy a screw that I needed. Could not find the right screw. But I was just, you know, I was happy to be out of the house. Happy to be out of the house. And, um... Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm here walking my dog, anything that needs to be done, Doug does it. So like, I feel like I never go anywhere. And so, but making soup made me happy because not only did I do something, I then had it. I have delicious soup that I'm eating split pea soup. That's delicious. It does not, um, compare to your wild weekend, but no, maybe you need to come out and go to some birthday parties. I would totally do it. And I and the nice thing is because I don't have a kid and I'll never see these people again, I can do whatever I want. All right. So AMA. Last night on Twitter, how'd it go, Heidi? Oh, thanks for asking. How do you compare yourself to others? Your weight, your income, your art, your job or car. When you compare, do you ever come out on top? Does it drive you or destroy you? How do you stop this compare and despair? I like it. So I noticed just as a side that not that people didn't compare themselves to people and things and all of that before social media, but social media has made it exponentially more painful. Upped it. One, partly where you're looking at other people's lives and thinking their lives are so great because, again, they're just posting the good stuff. They're not. Generally, people do post about their devastation, but I think you just push that aside and you're like, let me look, go find like, oh, look at her and what she's wearing. Oh, my God, look at her at the beach. Oh, look at him and doing the mama. And people have a lot of that. <laughs> look at them. They live in that van, in their van with their dog and they just travel the country so and they're so happy. It's the happiest. Yeah, they're the they happiest. Just, their life is simple. The happiest. Simple love. That does sound so nice. <laughs> They certainly aren't going to Dave and Buster's and then a Terrabilene Park. Lucky them. And people comparing themselves to who's making more money. I mean, all the points, right? Yeah, who's, all the points. I'm, yeah. You know, I need to make $50,000 a year. Then you make that 50000 and then you need to make seventy. When you make the seventy, then you need to make, make $100. 100. When you make 100, make 100 and it just keeps going. Two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's just nothing's never enough. And other people are making that much more and how do they make it and how do they have the successful business or how do they have the successful relationship and how do they have 
all the babies and it's just something, something somewhere, somehow. How does she right? have all the babies? She's having all the babies. <laughs> <laughs> Stop having all the babies. I want to have some babies. You're not letting me have any of the babies. I want the babies. <laughs> but but for real, right? That's when everybody said, gets to get yeah. pregnant yeah. and I can't get pregnant. Why does everybody have all the friends in the world and I have none? Why is everyone so fulfilled and my life is so devoid? Why is everyone so happy and I'm not? Why, you know, on and on and on. Why do, why do I suffer while everyone else doesn't? Why do I go without while everyone goes with? I think that, I don't know, social media makes it worse. This idea that money is going to make us happy or things are going to make us happy or, you know, a certain pair of shoes, a certain outfit, you know, it's all, it's all an illusion. I mean, my mother used to say, money can't buy you happiness, but it sure makes being miserable better. <laughs> that was my mother's take on it. Yes. Your and, mom's you know, right. I think that's true. But uh, sometimes, sometimes. That's true. That is true. So back to Twitter. So at DebFLPC1 wrote, wait, yes, income, definitely. Art and car mean nothing. The only time I feel like I come out on top was I didn't get married or have children. I had have great relationships throughout the years. I know that's on the fringe, but a two car garage and 2.5 kids would have made it worse. When she said, wait, she's W E I G H T. She wasn't. Okay. Correct. That one's such a killer. Wait, such a killer. I mean, and yeah. especially in our culture. And I mean, I was a really skinny kid and then I, I don't know. At my at my heaviest, I probably was 20 pounds overweight, but my body image was so screwed up and everything had to do with what I looked like and how I compared myself to, in my mind, all the skinny, perfect girls. And, and you know. Where do you think you learned that? It's a cultural thing, I think. I mean, and also because I lived, I grew up in a family where nobody had extra weight on them, like neither my brothers, my mom, my dad, they were all thin. And so I didn't understand how that could happen to me. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't you think it's, I mean, we live in a, things have gotten better, I think, where you see people of all different sizes as models. I mean, even in Victoria's Secret catalogs now, or Victoria's Secret, they do have catalogs, but I'm looking online. And what it doesn't matter what bra you're looking for or what underwear you're looking for, they have, um, models of full body the, yeah big size large size models or whatever the appropriate word is wording is i'm not sure um generously shaped women full-bodied you know full-bodied full-bodied women it. and it's so great it's so wonderful to see at mars cat wrote if i do come out on top that's because i'm delusional delusional <laughs> or arrogant Oh, honey. And I wrote, or killing it exactly as you thank are. Thank you. Thank you. Mic drop. Yeah. Maybe she's just killing it. See, and that's a thing too that's interesting though. And culturally, we don't want to be braggy. You know, we want, don't want to brag. So to think that maybe I'm on top is like being delusional or what was the other word she used? Arrogant? Maybe not. Maybe they are just killing it. And I think that's okay. I mean, it's okay to go, wow, I, I, that was, I did a great job there. I mean, my lipstick's matching my my fingernail polish. I do need a manicure, but I still love myself. I am so pleased I to know, hear that. I know. Uh, 
It just shows so much growth. <laughs> so much growth. <laughs> okay, so K, K Mitch 32118 wrote, I don't compare myself to others because I'm incomparable. My life isn't so petty that I worry about what other people feel, think, or do. Interestingly enough, all the people that really do compare themselves on a regular basis were not the ones that were responding here. <laughs> Maybe not interesting, but anyway. So. It is interesting. All right. Skylar Light Sounds at Skylight Sounds wrote, we'll put a picture okay. and wrote, and, and the picture says, this is Booker T. Washington. I have learned that success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has had to overcome while trying to succeed. Absolutely. Oh, you agree. Oh, you agree. Oh, I'm with Rise them. of lights. <laughs> Riser Blades at John Lumen One Yay One wrote, My life got much better when I stopped all comparisons and started living in gratitude. It took a long time and a great deal of self-destruction to change my perspective on life. I now have everything I want and more than I need. Wow. I like them. Yeah. And at Formerly Fat Mom wrote, quote, A long time and a great deal of self-destruction is a great title for your memoir. <laughs> I may steal it for mine. That is not the place for this. <laughs> and Allison Donnelly. At Flitterpated One, I'm envious of those getting over the loss of their spouse so quickly. I It has been three years and one month, and I still feel so hollow mm. inside. Mm. Wow. Grief is, is what it is, and it takes a long time, and you can't judge it. But it makes perfect sense that you would compare yourself and sort of like, why am I not over it yet? Um, and boy, we, we do that a lot. I mean, I feel like I've done that my whole life. Why am I not better yet? Why haven't I, you know, I've been had this much, much therapy. I've talked about this much, this, this long, why am I not whatever yet? And that kind of judgment that we do to ourselves doesn't, it's obviously, I think there's a help. lot of externalization of that. I think, because I think, I think that people who lose someone hear from the people around them. Maybe it's time you go out and do something, or maybe there's, you could fix this and are trying to help because they don't want to see their, the person they care about struggling in their grief. But to your point, you need to grieve for the length of time you need to grieve and nobody else can speak to that. But when you're hearing from all these different people or watching TV and seeing it on, in social media, whatever, that this is what somebody did or they moved on or whatever their process was. You think there's something wrong with right. you and you need to be doing right. it differently or better yeah. than how you're doing it. When the truth is, is that again, if nobody was watching, you were alone, you would do whatever you were doing until you were done yeah. doing it. Of course, there's the other side of it, which is sometimes it's nice to have options, but in people's desire to help there, it can sometimes just be, I'm here. Mm hmm hey, do you want to go out and get a meal? Yeah. And hey, do you want to just sit home and, you know, watch a movie? Can I come over and offer things like that without trying to, maybe you could go on a date. Maybe mm -hmm. you yeah. want to find a dating app. Maybe, oh, my sister's cousin's friend is single and doing that path or, you know, or that there's a timeline on it simply. Yeah. Well, it's been three years, so you need to stop it. But I can also appreciate that flitterpated just wants to be done grieving because being is in grief not, is... Yeah, it's not fun. 
Yeah. Fun. So yeah. fun. And it's just Did you fun. ever watch that show? Like the show that we watched. Which one? Oh, Afterlife, which we love yeah. so much. Such a we good show. So and there's also a show called um, Dead to Me that came out a couple of years ago with Christina Applegate and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw... I- I think I, I really that. liked it, and and of course, there's a grief group that they go to that you know, <clears throat> and which to me, somebody who knows nothing, uh, seemed like a really good idea to be able to be somewhere where everyone is grieving, and that's the point, and support each other, and and maybe get tools to help you through it. Like I said, I think it's great to have people in your life who offer you some suggestions. Not the dating ones, but even if there's a grief group and maybe you want to check that out. And here's, I found a couple lists and let them decide, right? And a grief group would be great for one person and not for someone else. And you're going to know how, as it reveals what you're ready yeah. to do. But basically, in short, what we're both saying is don't judge yourself for wherever you're at in your process. Yeah. So uh, are we gonna jump on some trending bullshit do you want to talk about i've got one okay not that i've got one but everybody knows everybody knows this about the yay (laughs) kanye whatever video what's it called um it's not easy what's what my life's not easy it's never been easy or my life's what is it i don't know yeah something that seems to be what what they're talking about right let's see kanye's new video mm-hmm. where he well it's a video obviously for his song and he talks about kim being with pete davidson and easy is the, actually the title of the song and there's there's some claymation and there's um pete davidson's head i don't shouldn't laugh um it's quite disturbing that he buries pete davidson live and then pours rose seeds seeds on him and and has a rose bush coming out what do you think the rose means what do you think the rose bush is about i don't know because rose i mean that's kind of nice yeah i I, he just wants to turn it but he wants to turn him into fertilizer i think is just what it's about right i don't know it just seems I'm, i'm looking at a picture of kanye's face right now and he just looks so unhappy Looks so unhappy. And he's just a, he just seems, he's, sounds like he's very young. And there's a way in which, developmentally, and there's a way in which he is expressing his pain over the loss of his wife in a way that, as if it's Pete Davidson's Davidson's fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Your wife doesn't want to be with you anymore. And that's painful. Let's just sit in that. And so attacking Pete or, saying whatever about pete or making a whole video which is really just giving pete more airtime airtime <laughs> is uh <laughs> just makes you cut makes him look a little bit silly and but shows that he's in pain and there's a different way that you could be expressing your pain so i just think you know what i'm gonna get i'm gonna get kanye on the phone i'm gonna get him to come on the podcast because he does need a little help processing his anger i think perhaps Maybe we could talk about it. I think that's a great idea. And did you note in the song that he also says something about not wanting to go to therapy? And I think that that's maybe he's projecting and he's really saying, help, I need a therapist. Help me. Well, I believe somewhere along the line, it, I want to plant. First of all, I do, I do feel like we need to address the fact that I missed the 
I missed the memo about when Kanye became just yay. Like I missed that, you know, but I understand that it takes a lot of time to take, to say both syllables. So I understand why they shortened it. That makes sense to me. But I also think that at some point he was either said that the words bipolar disorder and Kanye were spoken in the same sentence. And I don't remember whether it was him talking about it or if somebody else was, you know, diagnosing him. Uh, I don't know. But I do, what I sense is that, that he does have a lot of pain and that he is struggling a lot. That is what I've experienced. And I, so, yeah. And I love the fact that you say he's young. He's 44 um, in age, but he doesn't seem particularly... um, Oh, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. He was diagnosed with bipolar after being hospitalized for a psychiatric emergency in 2016. Mm-hmm. In the years since, he's spoken about experiencing manic episodes, often tweeting and performing through them. He has famously referred to bipolar disorder as his superpower and spoke candidly about the stigma about round mental illness on Letterman's show in 2019. I ramp up, I go high, he said of his episodes describing feelings of paranoia and delusions as well as being handcuffed, drugged, and hospitalized. Yeah, I remember when he was... One of the times he was in the news, he was in the news for, I think, talking about how he was Jesus or better than Jesus, or there was some Jesus connection. Vaguely, and yeah. I saw the interview and I thought, I thought to myself, he's he's having a manic episode. I thought to myself, Nelsie, I think Kanye might be having a manic episode once again. Not a therapist, but I have I have witnessed people having manic episodes, and he was in that place and i i felt i felt a, actually a lot of compassion for him yeah manic de- depression is really difficult it's really difficult to medicate it's really difficult to navigate it, it helps if you get help medical assistance meaning um medicine yeah and and it's one of the hardest but ones also it's really to, hard to, fi- to find the right yeah. mix to find the right balance Cocktail, yeah right you have to constantly tweak it and i hear mostly about the side effects that people are really unhappy about. Yeah. And this is a world in which it's hard to live when you're, you're not on a, you're not on a deserted Island do going through whatever you're going through. You're having to live your life and be a parent and be a superstar or just, you know, work wherever and have that. And it's really, really challenging to navigate. Yeah. But especially when you're, uh, when you're a celebrity and your life is on on display and uh, constantly and it's really easy to go like you know, just to judge people and because we're whatever we're getting it's being filtered through somebody who it's clickbait or whatever and uh i don't know i i have this i have a little compassion for him i mean that's it's a good thing to have compassion because i just like it's interesting when you said that he doesn't look happy and then i also i went and looked for um you know, Kanye images. And in every picture, he's, he's serious and sad or looks sad that I might be projecting, but I don't see a lot of him smiling. I don't see a lot of photos of him smiling and maybe that's part of his persona. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about him at all, except this is the longest conversation I've ever had about him in my life, but, and the most I've learned about him and there's, I would say that the majority, I can't think of anyone who's not, so I'm going to leave room for this is not a thing, but every manic depressive that I know is incredibly creative and 
and feels thwarted by the medication and feels not able to be creative when they're in that when they're medicated that they feel it's um tamped down i have yeah i know two people pretty well they both have bipolar disorder one of them has one and the other one has two and one of them sort of considered bipolar light um less likely to be hospitalized um and yeah it's a challenge Anyway, Kanye, mm-hmm. the short story is get the support you need. And while we appreciate your expression, creative expression of your pain, and that song was pretty dark. Yeah. And, or yeah. and the video is all in black and white. No, emotional. Emotional. Yeah. That's the word yeah. I want to say. Just incredibly emotive. And and so for that, but you know, we don't need to throw Pete into the thing. But at the end of it, he's, I don't, he write, I don't remember what he wrote, something about. Oh, happily ever, and everybody, and everybody lived happily ever after, except for you know who. So. Right, just <laughs> then kidding. J- yeah, then JK. <laughs> JK. JK. <laughs> oh, that Kanye. He's got a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Keeps us on our toes. Well, here's the last thing I do want to say is that I do, uh, one of my friends is has struggled for years to get the right combination and she kind of has it now and so and it took her going through different um uh psychiatrists because they're the ones psychopharmacologists so don't but don't give up you know because finding i believe my experience that i've had with her is you can find that right balance and not feel tamped down um and it's it's better than i think than the alternative but again, layperson and not. No, I think it's true, but it is hard and you have to stay consistent and find the right person who can help you figure it out and keep tweaking. And oftentimes people go off their meds and then they have to start again and go back on and it's retweak and find the right. So it's, it's a journey and a yeah. hard one. Yeah. So, so Kanye, we love uh, you. Just sending you love. Sending you love, Kanye. Yay. <laughs> yay. 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 You know what I say? I say yay, Kanye. That's what I say. All right. I say yay, yay. I think we've done it. I say bye, Lucy. <laughs> bye, Lucy. I'm serious. Lucy, I'm going. I'm leaving. Bye. I'm leaving. Also, wait. Oh. What if nothing's wrong, Nelsie? And... Rate, review, and subscribe right, right now. Yes. Do rate, it. Rate, review, and subscribe right now. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your doorman. To tell Frenemies. your enemies. Whatever. Tell your people all about it. Tell us. your people. Tell, tell your people. When you're out to talk, a father doesn't recognize you. Find your joy when you're spooning with a stranger. Breaks of weed and your kids hallucinating. Find your joy, find your joy. When you stick your dick and scare me, when you dog likes Jeffy.